0: This is Jenny Allen, and you are listening to the Made For This podcast.
1: Thanks to Rothy's for supporting Made For This. Rothy's is known for the point and the flat, but they also make ultra-comfortable sneakers, including the new RS02 sneaker and City Slip-On sneaker, loafers, boots, and more. Find your new favorite shoes and get ready to be asked, Are those Rothy's? Plus, get $20 off your first purchase at com slash made for this.
0: So this season comes from a super personal place for me. In the last few months, as I've taken a step back from work and producing and creating, I've been able to really just have fun and be with the people I love and be with God and and do some great work in counseling and just exhale and let my, as we've talked about, my nervous system, give it a break. And all the adrenaline kind of went away. And honestly, I just have had a lovely time. And yet out of that, really, there was a lot of clarity around identity and the fact that I didn't miss work. In fact, I really am okay without work. And I think Zach was like, that's that's great, Jenny. Like that. That means that you're not addicted to it. Your significance isn't found in it. You don't have to be on big, important stages to matter. Yay. And that's true. That's good. And I kind of suspected that was true, but really experiencing it, it is true. And I'm okay without it. However... There were other places that I saw myself really struggle and have a strong reaction to things that were very, very significant and important to me, and I was afraid of losing them. And so I had to walk through still that process of just what does it look like for me to be stable and okay no matter what comes. And so I I do want to share a lot of that with you this season, but I want to begin early in the season here and say this, that there are some things that I would like to amend or at least add an addendum to get out of your head that I've learned in the last year of my life. I am so proud of that work. That work continues to help people. It is unbelievable, your stories about how it's changed your life and what God has done through that work. We just crossed over a million copies that you all have bought out there. It blows my mind how far that book has gone into so many different languages. Somebody this week reached out with a picture of it on a sh- shelf in Croatia at a secular bookstore there. So you know what? This is a miracle to me, that that work. And I know that it resonates. So I really wouldn't change what is there. I still stand by that. I base it on scripture. I base it on research. I base it on my life story. All of that still holds. But I would add maybe an extra chapter and i would probably put it at the beginning and it is this i don't know that i was compassionate enough toward the struggle and i think i viewed my mind at that point in my life as something that i could fix rather than something that you know that that part of me was there to take care of me to there were reasons that i was struggling with doubt and fear and anxiety and anger. that There's reasons. And if we stop at just don't think it, don't say it, and we never uncover and go back and and really look at why did we get there and have that compassion to do that rather than the shame of fixing it, I think we end up with more shame when it breaks again. And so I just want to say that, that God is a God of mercy, and you see that throughout the entire Bible. You see it in the Old Testament as he is patient with Israel, and he continues to give them another chance, another chance, another chance. He is patient with David and the mistakes that David makes and and maintains a relationship even when David does unthinkable things that we all would write him off, cancel him, and push him away for. God is patient with him and long-suffering and loves David throughout the span of his life, not just when he is trusting him to defeat Goliath, but also when he is walking out of an affair and confessing his sin and murder and confessing his sin to God, God loves him. And so we see a compassionate God throughout the Old Testament. We see a compassionate God in Jesus. We see a God who came to earth not to fix all the problems with mankind, but to rescue them from their own decisions. We see a God who said, you know what? I will make a way for all the places that you have messed up. I won't even ask you to fix it. I will fix it. I will fix it. And that's the story of the gospel. It's the story of Jesus. It's not that we got our act together and then God saved us. It's that we were completely dead in our transgressions and our mistakes. And God rescued us and set us apart. And yet you see throughout the gospels, and then you see in specifically in Acts and then in Paul's letters that we're still at war with our flesh and with sin and and that we're going to keep struggling as long as we're here. There's still going to be a fight with sin. And that what you know, I love when Paul says, Why do I do the thing that I don't want to do? right? There's this feeling in Paul that he's aware. He knows Jesus so well. He knows the scriptures so well, and yet he still struggles with his weakness. So we see an entire book, the whole of the Bible, that is super clear that we have limits, that we're going to make mistakes, that we're <laughs> we're not super curable on earth, and yet we're filled with the Spirit who is helping us. We are a new creation that can produce good and and the fruits of the Spirit, and yet we're still gonna struggle with our flesh. And so what I hope was not communicated and get out of your head, and I don't believe that it was, or I don't think it would resonate with so many of you, is that we're easily fixable. And that on the day that you're spiral, that that you in any way should, should feel shame. If anything, we should feel hope that we need God, that we have a God that is accessible to us and that we need him on a regular basis. I think probably one of the most important things we can do for each other as fellow humans is to give each other the grace to be imperfect so that we can see our need for God on a given day and then also in our lifetime that we would ultimately reach for the gospel because of our lack and our need. And so I just, I hope everything that you read from me, everything that you listen to from me gives you that grace, that you feel the grace of God. That you breathe it in, that you rest in it, and yet you also want more and want different, and not because God will scold you if you don't, but because it's how you were built to live. Especially those of you that are a new creation, you are not at home in your sin. You're not at home in your stuckness. You actually were built to run a mission that God has prepared in advance for you to do. And as you do that, you were most Delighted in your relationship with God as you're running with Him. That's what I picture. And I think it was super clear. I would have to go back. It's been years now since I, I wrote it. And so I would have to go back and make sure that was all in there. But I think why I was convicted to even do this episode in the season is because I don't know that I was doing that for myself. And one of the things I realized in counseling this summer that Kurt Thompson said is, Jenny, you sure do say the word should a lot. And he goes, I'd be curious how often you're saying that to yourself about your day, about the things that you're doing in your life. And so I think maybe today what I what I hope I get to do is just add to what I believe was an important work. I'm not gonna reprint get out of your head with this, but I am going to say, because I I think get out of your head is serving a purpose and it's time. And some days you need a boss, some days you don't need compassion. You need somebody to grab you by the shoulders and, and look you in the eyes and say stop and you can do it. You can stop. And that's true. And sometimes scripture talks to us that way, right? Sometimes it's very clear, like, don't do this, do do this. And I probably quoted a lot of those verses a few years ago when I wrote that book, because this was a moment where I saw the world spinning and I wanted to grab you by the shoulders and say, hey, stop. But I also want to be a kind guide and a compassionate guide as I, as I lead you into a deeper relationship with God and into hopefully more freedom And say, but when you can't, when it feels like I'm spiraling again on that same thing and why am I doing that, God still loves you. You aren't specially messed up because you struggle again and again and again. In fact, the whole Bible is about people that kept messing up again and again and again. And in fact, Jesus commands us to be patient with each other and to forgive each other 70 times, seven times, that was one of the scriptures, which is just the idea that that it's endless, that we would be compassionate and gracious with each other over and over and over again, because one day we will be made perfect and whole, but it won't be on this earth. And I saw back then when I wrote Get Out of Your Head, I think I saw, and again, I wrote this pre-COVID. It came out right when COVID was beginning, but you finish a book a year in advance of it releasing. And so I had written Get Out of Your Head you know, over a year, two years prior to all of us going through that difficult season together. And I believe God had me write it in the way that I wrote it because of what we were about to face. And and I believe it is still insanely helpful for people. However, I also think we're all very beat up right now. We're all tired. And so while we need to hear what is true, we also need to find compassion and grace in each other, in our relationships And especially with God as we struggle. Because for a lot of you, you are so beat down. You are so tired. You are so weary. You don't need to hear what the right thing is to do. You need somebody to listen. You need somebody to be there with you in it. And I think I'm just more of that girl today. (laughs) I'm more of the girl that doesn't have the answers and that is enjoying listening to people and hearing their story and why... They are struggling with what they're struggling with more than trying to fix what is wrong. And there's different seasons for both, right?
1: love Raffi's and I know you guys will too and what's really fun is that they are constantly launching new styles and this fall they just launched two new sustainably made sneakers with extraordinary comfort for all day wear with fall coming we're getting those cute boots cute sneakers out with jeans and my what I call my mom form my mom uniform of the fall is an easy pair of jeans cute colorful sweater and my Raffi's What's so great about Rothy's is that they have tons of different styles that you can take from season to season, and they're all machine washable, especially how on-trend white sneakers are and how easy they are to wear with like any outfit. What's great about Rothy's, the white sneakers, is that they're 100% machine washable, so they'll be your favorite shoes for years to come. Wearing my Rothy's, it almost feels like wearing socks. I don't even know how to describe it. It's like they fit your foot so well without rubbing or leaving blisters. And after they're washed, they look exactly like they did when I first opened the box for the first time. I can wear my Rothy's easily across any season. They're breathable, they're comfortable, and you can stand in them for long periods of time. Get stylish shoes versatile and durable enough to wear all the time with Rothy's. Get $20 off your first purchase at rothys.com slash made for this. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash made for this. One of my very favorite passages
0: in scripture is this, his mercies are new every morning. I say it to myself every time I've had a good cry or gotten in a good fight and I go to sleep and I wake up the next day, I will say it over myself. His mercies are new every morning. It is like a good cold shower. It is just this reminder and this refreshment that we get a new day and the sun is up and and we're still breathing and God still loves us and we have grace to move and make mistakes and be imperfect. And as we're going to talk about in the season, I think that's what everybody needs right now. <laughs> I think we will get to the health and the freedom that that we're craving this backwards way, actually. Not by shoving it down your throats of this is what you need to do, but by gently taking you to water. It's what Jesus did. It's how he does it. He does it in the Psalms over and over again. You see his gentle leading of the Spirit. I will, I will take you and lead you by still water. And I love that side of God. It is why I can call him a friend and call him quickly a loving father, because he has not reprimanded me. I bet currently we are walking through difficulty with about six to eight people that we love. This is current, not just in the last year, but just currently right now. We are walking through season of difficulty with mental health, difficulty in circumstance with more than a handful of people. I'm seeing some trends and I'm seeing some things that are very similar in each of these stories, and they definitely reflect what I have seen God do in my own story in these seasons. And so what I'm hopeful for in this season of this podcast for you is that you actually walk out with some real handles, not just you know I, I mean i can't even listen on a podcast although we have talked about doing a call in show and and i would love to do that and maybe we can even pull it off this season but i'm not going to be able to hear your stories but what i'm going to do is i'm going to hopefully show you how god is leading you near still water that there would be people and guides that would come alongside this and as i unpack scripture on tuesdays and and then our guests come in on thursdays that you would feel this storyline building and growing of hope and of help, <laughs> because I believe that both things are readily available to us because of scriptures. What I would be careful to say is that you will feel fixed or you will feel resolved or that all of this will be taken care of. I just am too old. <laughs> I've seen too, for too long that the same struggles that I've had at 10 are the struggles I have today. And so that's not the promise. Now, that doesn't mean I'm defined by those struggles. It just means they rear their head because of my story, because of my proclivities, because of my personality. I'm not really that creative and new. Everything I've always struggled with is still what I struggle with today. However, the power that it has on me, and this is where I still completely stand by Get Out of Your Head, because what I felt when I wrote Get Out of Your Head was spiritual authority and power. And we do have that. We do have that. But we also have a gentle, compassionate God that leads us by still waters. And so this is the little addendum. And maybe it becomes more than a podcast season. We always you know, are asking ourselves that question, is this really resonating? Do I need to spend the next season of my life writing about this or studying this in a deeper way? And maybe this is one of those things. But I do know that today, my hope is that you exhale. <laughs> that yes, you know that you are more than a conqueror because of Jesus Christ and that you do have power over your thoughts. And yeah, 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 all true. That's all, again, stand by it. However, you also have a very compassionate God who cries with you and asks us to do the same. And I think this is a moment for that. So we wanna hear your stories. We wanna listen in the way that we can in a big public space. But mainly, I just want you to know, Jesus' knew struggle said he was a man of sorrows. He walked, I believe, in this life with grief, with disappointment, with betrayal. And he endured that because he wanted to ultimately rescue us from it. But we aren't living in that day quite yet. That day is coming. But today, we're still in the war. We're still in the mess. We're still in the darkness. And the prince of evil and of this world is still very active and strong. So is my sin. And so is my proclivity to to selfishness, and I bet yours is too. And so ultimately what I hope is that you feel us struggling well with you and that we are remembering together that God loves us, He's with us, He's for us, and He's helping us.
1: Hey guys, Chloe here. If you haven't already, can you make sure and go to Follow the show on Apple iTunes or subscribe anywhere you listen. And then also rate and review the show because that's how people find the show. You would not believe the messages that we get from people all over the world who are listening every single week alongside you. We love you guys. There is so much coming this fall. I cannot wait to tell you about. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time for another episode of the Made For This podcast.